Welcome to the Restaurant Podcast, where we speak to chefs and restaurateurs from across the eating out sector on the key issues of the day. I'm James McAllister, and today we're joined by Wingman's founders Ben Ford and David Turofsky, who have recently launched their second London restaurant under the brand, a huge 150 cover site on Old Compton Street in Soho. And so, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I mean, obviously, you've been in Soho for a few days now. Um, tell us how it has been going. Um, so far, so good. Um, our grand opening is Friday. Yep. Um, so this week, it's sort of been soft launch. Obviously, we're still getting used to the new site, yeah. new team, new service. Mm. Um, but so far, I mean, the feedback and the response has been awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously, new, new kids on the block in Old Compton Street, yeah. um, bringing something a little bit different to Soho. Mm. Um, and obviously, benefiting from the outdoor space and the sunshine. Um, yeah, so far, it's been wicked. Nice. I mean, nobody nobody plans to open a restaurant during a global pandemic, you know. <laughs> and obviously, had we have, you know, had had we have, could have done it differently, you know, we would have done. But unfortunately, we were in a place where we had to open. You know, mm. we've had the site since the beginning of the year. Um, you know, we couldn't have we couldn't have builders on site during Corona, obviously, to you know, keep in uh, line with social distancing regulations. Um, so we we had to, we had to pop it open, and you know, we're very lucky that we do have quite a cold following, you know, over over London. We've had people travelling to Soho now, um, up north as well. Mm. Um, you know, people people wanna people wanna support. You know, we're very lucky being, you know, a small independent business. Um, we get to add that extra kind of uh, customer service that you might not get some other, you know in other places. Yeah. Uh, we like, like to make it personal constantly for every customer, touch tables with every customer, mm. you know, making sure that everybody's enjoying the experience and you know, so far, you know, we've had we've had great feedback from people. Yeah. I mean, have you had to, presumably you've had to kind of change kind of like your, your method of service as a result of the pandemic. What's ha- what's actually changed in terms of that? Most definitely. So, I mean, we are a 150 cover restaurant. Mm. Um, we've obviously had to spread tables out. Um, we've had to tailor our risk assessments and general operations. Mm. Um, so, obviously, massive learning curve to begin with. Uh, obviously, the pedestrianisation on the street has massively assisted with us being able to do so, um, and along with sort of all PPE requirements, um, making sure that our staff and customers are safe. So we've got the QR track and trace codes upon arrival. Obviously, PPE including anti-back and our poultry protective equipment, including yeah. our black gloves, um, readily available for everyone. Mm. Um, obviously, it's been a massive learning curve, and we're quite loose guidelines for the hospitality hospitality industry in general, mm. uh, trying to be as careful as possible uh, to try and encourage people to come back out and make them feel like they are dining in a safe environment as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. We try to you know, build up that confidence you know, with the customer who can let them know that we're doing everything we can to ensure that they're having you know, a great experience, but at the same time, you know, they're safe. You know, it's mm. really important that you know, in order to build up that, in order to build up that, that flow of customers again, you know, they're going to have to feel confident. You know, they're going to have to see that restaurants are doing everything they can mm. to ensure that they're safe. And that's that's the only way I think the hospitality industry is ever going to get back to any kind of resemblance to how it was pre-COVID. How, how nervous were you about having to open effectively in the midst of a global pandemic? How, how has the last couple of months been in that regard? I mean, it's been difficult. I mean, we, we were meant to open um, beginning of March. Mm. So, I mean... We are excited that we'll finally have the doors open and that people are actually coming back out again. And obviously, everyone's been in the media from 
Super Saturday, um, what the Soho's like in general. Yeah. Um, but like saying, at the same time, nervous in respect of um, trying, to, trying to follow loose guidelines, making everyone feel comfortable, including staff as well, and yeah, tailoring sure. our operations to guarantee quality and consistency mm. um, in line with what we've always done in this new climate. Yeah. I mean, as you can imagine, staff, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of front of house, back of house, you know, in the hospitality industry, you know, were let go. You know, mm. some were furloughed, not taken back on you know, with, with previous employers. So, you know, they've got the whole, they've had four months off, four or five months off as well. It's getting everybody back into the mind frame uh, they were in before where they're doing the hours. And, you know, we all know how unbelievably relentless the hours are within hospitality. Mm. Um, getting everybody back up, you know, to that stamina level, to making sure that, you know, they're doing, you know, everything they can and they're back on it. And we've, we've had nothing but a positive experience with, the, um, you know, the majority of the staff we have on board. You know, both the new staff in Soho, but also, you know, our staff in Kilburn have been fantastic. They haven't stopped the whole way through Corona. We've turned teams over. You know, we've, uh, you know, ensured that they've had hours they need to get. They, they, they've had hours they, you know, they need to make sure that, you know, they can live. Mm. And, I mean, in terms of the Kilburn site, has it been completely closed for the entire time or have you been doing any takeaway or anything like that? Not at all. Unfortunately, when lockdown was announced, the entire Soho project got put on pause, so we were about two weeks away from opening. Yeah. Um, so about closing Kilburn for dining, and we powered the whole way through with deliveries, takeaways, mm. DIY kits, um, the launch of our cookbooks as well. Um, and yeah, like I said, we just had to adapt to the climate, yeah. obviously, to continue to support not only our staff, our suppliers. And at the same point, we had this Soho site sitting here, um, landlords still demanding rent mm. um, and leaving us little choice to trade. So I um, had to make the most of it and do what we could. I think in the first kind of couple of weeks, you know, we, we expected you know, a massive dip in sales. Mm. Um, you know, we adjusted our, we adjusted our, uh, our um, orders with our suppliers. You know, we dropped our orders slightly expecting you know, a dip. And... Mm. Um, I think the only two days we were closed were literally because you know we we, had, we ran out of food because we hadn't expected the uh, sort of positive um, uh, reaction from all of our customers. Mm. Uh, people have been so so supportive um, the last kind of five months. You know, supporting independents, more supporting small businesses, yeah. you know, making sure that you know, people are still spending. And as David said, you know, the launch of our book um, has massively you know seen us helped us helped us through that as well. The feedback we've been getting from people who are cooking at home, you know, who are enjoying kind of the recipes you put together for that project, uh, have been incredible. Yeah, it's been overwhelming. Um, also, very, very lucky in Kilburn as well, um, because it's a fairly residential area outside of London. Mm. Um, when majority of people were closing, um, we were still able to trade via the likes of the external delivery partners like Deliveroo and Uber Eats. Um, and the community was just so supportive um, of us. Uh, yeah, it's what got us through, to be honest. So, yeah, forever grateful. And, I mean, tell us, tell me a bit about kind of, like, that process behind pivoting the business in different ways, like setting up the DIY kits and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, was it when you closed that you had specific things that you particularly wanted to do? I mean, I assume the cookbook has been in the pipeline before this all came about. So, I mean, how was it kind of negotiating all of that and presumably having to, you know, get the Soho site gradually ready to open in some form? So the book itself has actually been a project which we've been working on for over a year. Okay. So we always had a date in mind for the launch and publication of it. Mm. Um, and that got delayed due to COVID. And to be honest, 
um, it, it, it tied in with lockdown. Mm. Um, so sort of pre-planned. Um, in regards to general strategy, before lockdown came in, we sort of planned out all of our options. And it, more than anything, we were just waiting on announcements to see which way to proceed. Mm. Um, in terms of the DIY kit, it's something that we jumped on top of the bandwagon pretty late on. Um, but once again, the feedback was awesome. Um, and obviously, with people referring back to cooking at home, um, it tied in nicely. And it was just yeah, great reaction all around, to be honest. Um, logistically, quite difficult because obviously, when it came to staff, um, feeling safe in an environment, yeah. uh, you can't force people to work during a global pandemic. Of course. Uh, like, like Ben said, our team all round, particularly the Kilburn staff and our central production kitchen staff, have been absolutely fantastic. And everything we tailored, um, they have really stepped up and, yeah, gone the extra mile. Brilliant. And I mean, I, 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 what I really what I wanted to know in terms of the new site is, obviously, it's dramatically bigger than the one in Kilburn. I mean, it's nearly, what, three times the size in terms of number of colours. I mean, when before all of this was happening, when you were looking for that second site, why did you want to go so big? Being completely honest, um, Central London was, wasn't our first choice at all. Mm. I mean, we, we initially took Kilburn on a three-month hire period. Mm. Uh, I'm so blown away by the feedback. We ended up eventually, after renewing an additional three months twice over, taking mm. a full-time lease. Um, Central, Central London wasn't really on the cards. We found this particular site, uh, and it was just a look and film personality. It just, it just fit for what we were about, uh, an upstairs bar, downstairs bar, Soho's got four private caves as well, you mm. know, and the whole concept of Wingman, the social dining that comes with it, it's about that experience, you know, it was about you know, getting all of your friends around the table, um, food you could share, good drinks, and just great vibes, that's, mm. that's how the concept came to be, mm. so when we saw this, we saw this place, it just fit perfectly, same as when we walked into Kilburn, you know, that initial kind of two seconds, yes, this is the one, you know, you have to, I think part of it, you have to, you can plan, you know, you can forecast, but you have to have a gut feeling as well. Um, and, you know, we've been lucky so far, you know, yeah. where we've opened Soho, we've been full, you know, yeah. outside, inside, downstairs. Uh, so, yes, you know, it is a large site. But people, people, customers are there. You just need to get that offer right. You need to make sure that you know, you're doing everything you can to ensure they have the best experience every time. And as ever, there's a number of operators jostling for attention in this kind of like better fried chicken space. I mean, how have you tried to tailor Wingman's offering to make sure it stands out from the crowd? I mean, our, our offer is wing heavy. Mm. You know, it's, it's very, you know, in, in the name, it's very much what we do. Um, I think where, yes, there are a lot of chicken offers within London, within the London market, within the chicken market in London. Mm. Um, we like to think it's something different. You know, we were, you know, nobody was dressing wings like we were before. Beforehand, it's all about you know the quality of the sauces, the fact that everything is homemade, you know, all the garnishes are hand diced, everything is you know super fresh, delivered, supplied daily, mm. uh, as you would want kind of any restaurant, any restaurant to be as well. Mm. I just think where we get it right is you know the food is consistent um, and the service is fantastic. You know people come down, they love the music, they love what we bring. Mm. Um, I just think that you know we hit that little niche perfectly. And how about further expansion? Is it something you're thinking about at all, or are you solely focused on what you have already? Most definitely. I mean, we pride ourselves on quality and consistency, so we don't want to expand at a rate where we completely lose control. Mm. Um, so, 
maintain um, what we've been doing from day one um, and not sort of overstretch ourselves. Yeah, I think Dave is right, what he says about overstretching. I mean, we had Kibble for two years before, you know, we've opened Soho. You know, exactly. we've learned our mistakes, we've got to grips with our product, with our team, and, you know, we understand the do's and don'ts, and can't, yeah. cans and can'ts as well. Um, you know, so, you know, to get it right in Kilburn and then to, you know, open our second shop, I definitely think was the right move for us. Uh, you know, expanding too quickly, spending too much money into everything before you know you can, Thank you so much again for taking the time to speak to me. Um, best of luck with the new site. Thank you.